listening to PetLifeRadio.com. You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. Uh. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and... Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Hi, I'm Bob Tart, author of the books Kitty Cornered, Enslaved by Ducks, and Fall Weather. Here with a special podcast called The Biggest Week Podcast. More about that in a moment. And I will introduce my co-host in a moment, too. A moment. I want to mention... What's wrong with right now? Well, I have some exciting kitty-cornered news to share. Oh, of course. And that's about my new book, Kitty Cornered. Did I mention the title? What was that again? Kitty Cornered. What's it about? That's my new book. It's about the craziness of living in a tiny house with six cats. Anyway, the book at this point has only been out a month, and it's already gone into its second printing. So that means two copies are out there now. You're kidding. No, no. So second printing, only out a month. So Well, I bought one of them. Did you? Uh Uh-huh. So you must have bought the other one. Well, I will buy the next one. So maybe it'll go into a third printing. So so that's that's pretty exciting. So let me introduce my co-host. And my co-host time. Is as, and you can tell just from listening to him, you'll understand immediately why he is the most beloved character in the history wow. of American pet memoirs. Yeah. And this is book character Bill Holm. Hello, Bill. Well, hell, yes, yes. Thank you. That's exactly right. So, thank you for joining us today. On, no, it's uh, nothing. Bill Believe and, me. Bill and I, and yes, and our listeners know that too. Bill well, and I are headed to Northern Ohio for our second annual warbler migration trip. We are? Yes, yes. I should have told you earlier. Oh, I thought we were going to to a hockey game. Well, we can see a hockey game probably while we're there. All right. Because there's, you know, the famous McGee Marsh hockey team. Well, right. Yeah. The uh, Marshites. The Marshites, that's it. So last year we talked just about kind of being overwhelmed by the whole experience, and this year maybe we can think of a different topic. Very unlikely. (laughs) But we'll talk about what's different this year, and also I want to kind of tell people what the whole big deal about looking at birds is. That's what I want to know. Yeah, that's what you want to know. Now, this morning, my wife Linda was a little bit crabby. Was she? Yes, she was. And at first I thought it was because I was going on this overnight trip. And then, well, that should make her happy. Well, I was going to say, then I found out, I finally uh, figured out that the reason she was crabby was because I hadn't left yet. Ah, yes, yes. So her, did you notice how bright her mood was when you showed up and then we were leaving? That's right. She was waving goodbye, she was jumping up and down. All of a sudden, these cars started to pull up, too, as soon as you left. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. So And so that's. I wanted to ask you also about your attractive wife. What's her name? Uh, Marsha. Right. Marsha. Have I, have I met Marsha? Um, I believe so. How is she about you going away overnight? Oh, she's delighted. Yeah, of course she, she would. She's, she's got all kinds of plans. Yeah. So this morning... She the, said, 
Are you sure it's not two nights? Oh, good, good. I'm looking for something here that I'll show you in a minute. I can't wait to see what it is. Yeah. Um, so Do I have to fill here while you're fumbling through your pockets? I got it. So got a little bit, a little bit iffy weather this morning. Well, it's overcast, mm -hmm. yet there are some uh, breaks in the clouds. But, you know, I've got an idea for a new hobby, though, now. Oh, what's morning. that? Well, you see these storm chasers on the news. And they go after these tornadoes. And it's exciting, isn't it? Right. But I don't really have the temperament to be a storm chaser who chases after tornadoes. So I thought, tell me what you think of this. Mm -hmm. I thought I would be a drizzle chaser. Excellent idea. Yeah. So that's kind of what we're doing. We're kind of chasing the drizzle to McGee Marsh. We've already found a little drizzle. And uh, now we're chasing some more. We are. We are. So I think it's staying right ahead of us, though. I did a pretty good job packing for our trip. Did you? But one thing is, see, here's my water bottle. Mm -hmm. And Ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to know that there is actually a water bottle in his hand right now. This is not theater. No, it's theater of the mind. Right. So I was thinking, you know, I'm going to have my hands full on the boardwalk at McGee Marsh because I'm going to have my camera and my binoculars. How do I carry a water bottle with me. I should have bought oh. some apparatus. So I decided to MacGyver one. Really? And I want to show you what I brought. <laughs> so, well, for the people who aren't watching this, it's kind of hard to describe. This is one of those big clips you have when you are, say, holding together a huge stack of, well, we'll just say bankruptcy papers, something that we're both familiar with. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm going to clip that to a belt loop. And then I Lawsuits have... Lawsuits as well. Yes. And then I have some string, and I'm going to tie the string around the neck of the bottle. Yeah. And, and so, then what? See? And so it'll just... I'll have that kind of hanging off my belt, a water bottle. And so when I want a swig, I just... How, now, how is it staying on the belt? It's this just clip. clipping with this that. Clip. It's with this heavy you can duty metal open. clip. Right. Well, I don't. I don't have enough <laughs> string. I'm going to have to find someone to help me at McGee Marsh and say, "Would you mind pinching this clip on my belt?" Mm -hmm. Well, don't ask me to do that. No, please. no. I'll, I'll wait for. A, uh, I'll wait for the right person to come along. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, oh, one thing I need to ask, Bill. First mm. of all, I'm going to give you my cell phone number. Really? Well, thank you. I here it you is. had a cell phone. And here, uh, we don't want to share this with the audience, but could you please write your cell phone number down? Um, cell phone number. Let's see. Let me think. I th okay, I got it. I got it. Okay, go I ahead. got it. Okay, he's writing it right now. 616. Mm -hmm. You probably don't want to give the rest out because you'll be getting so many calls. 555. Right. 5555. Okay. Now, the reason I'm asking for this is because of a little incident, thank you, that happened <laughs> last no. year. Well, I, well, that I, was, we, we were at McGee Marsh, and Bill suddenly, in the middle of looking at birds, decided he needed a belt. <laughs> and so he went off in his car looking for a tavern, and then, of course, was unable to find me again. I, I, so at least this time, you can call me from the stool. I stumbled by him three times and yeah. missed him. Yeah. You have to imagine, well, if the, for those of you who aren't, who aren't familiar with McGee Marsh. Um, Which would be everyone. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty narrow boardwalk that just goes through these stand of trees. Well, it's a woods, I suppose you'd call it. Or maybe a woodland area. It's a marsh. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, it is a McGee marsh. marsh. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. And so it's, you, it's almost impossible not to see somebody on that board. And yet you went by me three times. Three times at least. Right. 
So this time you'll be able to ring me, and I'll be able to ring you. Mm-hmm. Well, it's getting hot in here, or isn't ring it? my neck. It is warm. Well, the sun has come out. Should you like start the car just enough to unroll a window a little bit, or was it going to be too loud? I guess it'll be too loud with all the people clamoring us to to get the heck out of here. Should we try it and see? Yeah, let's see what it's like. I have to start the car to turn. To, okay. To turn. Well, this will be exciting podcast because is... you know we're going to try and turn this into two, three, four podcasts anyway. Right. So if you just we've already reached the listening limit of every listener. Yeah. So just open it a little bit. Okay, and then we'll turn the engine off. Thank you. That wasn't so bad, was it? No, it listeners. Wasn't. Nope. Speaking of you Feel wandering, free to contact us too as listeners. Yes, call in right now, and we'll take your call. Five 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 five. So, speaking of you wandering off uh, for booze, I got my. Um, I wouldn't call it booze. Got but my go credit ahead. card bill last week. You did. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And interesting. Yeah, there's an interesting charge on there from when we were in Ann Arbor doing a talk. Yeah. There seemed to have been a, a coffee, ch- a charge from the bar at the uh, Sheraton. Oh, 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 that. Yeah. Well, I was a little short on cash, and so I figured, well, why not just charge it to the room? Right. Right. Well, anyway, I just thought I just thought I'd bring that to your attention. So, prepping for, and I'll tell you more about what we're doing and why. But we're 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 going to see warblers. We're going to. This is the big warbler migration. That's good. And this is, uh, at McGee Marsh, this is called the biggest week in American birding. That's what they call this week. And actually, people from all over the country come to McGee Marsh in northern Ohio because it's one of the best places to see migrating warblers. For our listeners, this is the biggest disappointment in podcasts. It is. I think this is the least listened to podcast in America. There's a guy up in Vancouver who does a podcast on extension cords every week. (laughs) And he has more listeners. Yes, (laughs) yes. So I've been learning uh, warbler calls, and um, Mm -hmm. uh, I hear a a truck right now, but anyway. um, Should we close that window? Yeah. Thank you. So, okay, here's one. See if you can identify this one, Bill. Okay. Wow, that's good. one more time. Okay, now... Well, I didn't know you were so skilled. Oh, no, that that's my uh, iPod. Oh, oh, oh. And that was a chestnut-sided warbler. Warbler, Saying, right. please, please, please to meet you. See, a lot of times these birds seem to... S- kind of the cadence will remind you. Let's play that one Two, more let's time. Let's see if I can... See, that didn't spring to mind when I heard it. Please, please, please to meet you. Please, please, please to meet you. And so I've So been, it's sort of like a Sarah Palin inflection. Oh, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. You betcha. And so, Bill, you've got, I understand you've been learning some warbler calls, too, and and you have have a couple. Well, here's your standard warbler. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. And then I do some celebrity warblers, too. And we'll probably run into those warblers. I think we will, particularly in Ohio, because one of them... What's the first one? John Boehner. The John Boehner warbler, Uh of course. uh It goes something like this. Good, good. That's good. And I also do a Romney. I mean, after impression, after all, Ohio is a battleground state. And you have a Mitt Romney warbler. I have a Mitt Romney warbler. Okay, well, let's hear that one. It goes. Ah! Uh, uh, wait, wait, no, wait a minute. Very good, very good. And then the um, kind of the you have a special call for attracting birds. I do. And. 
uh, it's it's worked pretty good in the past. Would you would you like to do that call? <clears throat> Smirnoff! Smirnoff! That's pretty good. That's the Smirnoff call. Uh huh. That's good. All right. <coughs> you all right? Excuse me. My throat's a little dry. I'm gonna have to take a little little break here. Little break. Okay, so. Uh, we're almost halfway through the first podcast already. Really? Yeah. So we are headed for, as I said, uh, Metzger Marsh, and uh, that's where we're going first, and that's just a small little woodlot. Who's Metzger, by the way? Well, I think, as I recall, that's where Wally and the Beeve used to play after school. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So we're going to Metzger Marsh in Mayfield, mm-hmm. and then after that, we're going to McGee Marsh, and we're helped along by my... GPS Gypsy, who's going to tell us where to go. Isn't that right, Gypsy? That's right, Tom Servo. Whoa. <laughs> now, there's a reference I'm sure every one of our listeners would find amusing. Amusing. So, Okay, so that's a, that's about it. And so uh, next stop is going to be Metzger Marsh. And uh, I can't believe we're already 13 minutes into this podcast. It's hard to believe it's flown by for me. Yeah, so... And so we'll let you know what happens. And I, and I guess probably part two is going to be uh, McGee Marsh. So part part one is um, Metzger Marsh and this travesty of an opening. Yeah, and if you don't hear any more, it's because we've been pulled over and thrown in jail. Right. Okay. What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. Pet Life Radio has tail-wagging, fur-flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call, and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List, who you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash thinking and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash thinking. T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G. I'm not much of a reader, but I do wish I were more well-read. There are so many great books coming out. I wish I could find a way to keep up. Audible.com makes it easy to stay well-informed and catch up on your reading simply by listening. Audiobooks from Audible turn downtime into uptime. You'll be more productive and become well-read. Now I'm able to catch up on all the great books I've been wanting to read. With Audible, I feel smarter. Pet Life Radio listeners, try audible.com now and get your first 30 days of Audible Listener Gold Membership plan free. And get a free audiobook. Choose from over 100,000 titles. To get this great deal, go to audibledeals.com. That's audibledeals.com. 
Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Backs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson, music to your ears. Welcome to Bird's Eye View on Pet Life Radio. I am Dr. Lori Hess here with Dr. Michelle Ravish, and we are both bird and exotic animal veterinarians. We work at the Veterinary Center for Birds and Exotics, an all bird and exotic pet hospital in Bedford Hills, New York. And this is a show all about birds. It's a bird's eye view, and we hope you'll tune in soon. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Ah! Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys. Oh, in my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Hi, welcome back to What Were You Thinking? Uh, you know, Bill, this is the first time I've said the name of this podcast. What podcast? And you are with Bob Tart and Bill Holm, book character Bill Holm. What were you thinking to be listening to us? <laughs> so, did I mention I'm the author of Kitty Cornered? Um, and what might that be? So, today, we have been talking about birding. Is that a book? Is that is that, that traffic study you did? It is. It's a traffic study about living in a small house with six crazy cats. Oh, yeah. So we promised you that this would be the Metzger Marsh show and that tomorrow would be the McGee Marsh show. There's been a slight change of plans. Bill, would you like to explain why there's a change of plans, why this show isn't now going to devote the last 15 minutes to Metzger Marsh? Metzger Marsh was a bomb. It's the biggest fraud in the history of birding. There was not one bird there. There was a porta potty that was filled to the brim with birder detritus, let's say. I don't think that reflected well on the birding community. No, it did not. It's not even as it's it's worse than I even described it to. In fairness to the birds, it was very, very windy at Metzger Marsh. But what was that uh, big vehicle that pulled in front of us and went at a snail's pace and it said something like First light, last gasp birding tours. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. It was filled with juvenile delinquents. Uh-huh. And um, they uh, pulled off, barely pulled off on the side of the road. It wasn't even anywhere to pull off. And so uh, to uh, get around them, this is actually at kind of a marina where... Um, Are we just talk, still talking about Metzger Marsh? Yeah, because you notice there's a yacht club. right. Right, right. And we I actually... Think that, I don't think that yacht clubs and birds mixed, to no. tell you the truth. And to prove it, when that large vehicle pulled in front of us, uh, you know, when just kind of stopped in the middle of the road, yeah. Bill did some fancy driving. Oh, yeah. And he actually had to go off the road onto the deck of a yacht briefly, mm-hmm. and then we hopped back onto the road. And it was kind of iffy, wasn't it? Well, there was... I mean, it was a moving yacht. And so by the time I drove across the deck, it had shifted a little bit away from shore, and I had to do a a flying leap back onto the road. Right, and once onto the yacht, there was a lot of pitch and yawl to deal with. Oh. It was a southern yacht. 
Y'all. Yeah. So then what happened was the only birds we saw was I saw a house wren. <coughs> Is that your impression of the house wren? Mm-hmm. Okay. Bill doesn't really care for house wren. No, they're one of my least favorite birds, frankly, to be honest. And I think that's the only bird I saw and I heard... Oh, that's right. I saw red-winged blackbirds. And I heard a yellow warbler. Mm -hmm. There were also a number of elderly people there, old birds. Older than us. Oh, yes. Yes, and we'll talk more about the birders when we get to McGee Marsh. Because that's, we finally, um, unless you want to talk about them now. No, 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 no. I, 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 I think we should wait. Okay. So we got to McGee Marsh and things... Right now I'm just going to sit back and relax and rock in the fine desk chair that we have. At, at the hotel. At the hotel. That's really glued together well. It's very comfortable, too. Sound a little bit like uh, Granny with her corncob pipe. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's in my back. Yeah. You need some of your rheumatism medicine, yeah, Granny. Possum stew. So, how would you describe the difference at McGee Marsh? Well, first of all, it was good, pretty good trip to McGee Marsh. That was a fine trip to McGee Marsh. We saw a lot of birds, but how would you describe what it was different than last year? Wasn't it? Yes, it was. For well, one thing, it's a year later. And also, was it different from last year, or was it different than last year? Nobody knows that, and it's from. It's from, ladies and gentlemen. And the difference was, for one thing, I would say there were maybe one... I thought you asked me. Please, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was just preparing to answer, and then you stepped in with the answer. Okay, I would like to hear your answer. Well, I mean, of course I did answer, but mainly there were fewer people, there were fewer birds, and there was a thunderstorm. And it was would quite... Would you like to elaborate It on was that? quite the thunder boomer. Oh. People were running, and what was interesting was... When we finally got to the parking lot, and by that time it was pouring rain, Mm -hmm. we saw a number of what looked like park officials standing and kind of exulting Mm -hmm. in the parking lot. And I think they were glad because their whole day was at an end of having to answer questions from birders. Plus, they didn't have to assist anybody in uh, getting out of the way of the storm before lightning hit a tree and fell upon them. Right. They uh, received their training at the uh, Italian Captaincy School. Oh, I'm not even going to touch that one, so uh, we'll just uh, go on from there. They were the first ones out. Were they? Were they? While we're straggling behind, you know, trying to make our way through, they're already at the van drinking gin. They are. They are. But we had quite a a list of birds. I'll just quickly read you the list of warblers. We had yellow warbler, yellow rump warbler, black-throated green, black-throated blue, Nashville, magnolia, Canada, northern water thrush, Cape May warbler, black Bernian warbler, northern parilla, prothonotary, or as Bill likes to call it, prothonotory. Right, and I, I like to call it proto-notary. Uh-huh, yeah. And the palm warbler, not that it's funny to call it a proto-notary, but, and then the American red start, which you reminded me of, because I had forgotten that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So those were the birds. Not bad, but it's a lot less. La- that's 14 warblers. Last year we saw, I How think, many? 20, 14. Last year I think we saw 23. Really? Yeah, at both places. Okay. So um, the people, though, Helped us. I'll say first of all, let's start with the positives. The people helped us see most of those warblers because people would be pointing or something, and I would say, 
in most cases, I would say, what is that? And they would tell me what it was they were looking at and help me see it. There was one natural feature where I saw one of the birds, the Canada warbler. He said, look up at the square. And I looked up at these branches. And somehow, just where I was standing, these branches formed a perfect square. I mean perfect. perfect. A, a you perfect square? A perfect square. You could have put a level on it. How about a protractor? You could have put a, a, a pro- prothonotary <laughs> tractor on it, yeah. and it would have been uh, perfect. And so that was really good because the people were, in general, very good at pointing out birds. Let's put it this way. They weren't exactly uh, friendly about it, but they grudgingly told you. Um, right. I, there was a percentage that was grudging, and there was a percentage that seemed a little bit happy to share. And then there was another percentage that was happy to misidentify the birds they were pointing at. Yes, like the uh, parugula. Yes, they were uh, insisting it was a Blackburnian warbler. And I was looking at it, and I was thinking, I didn't know that Blackburnian warblers were colored anything like that. I figured maybe it was a female. And then a little while later, someone set me straight that it was a northern parallel. And I should have known that. Oh, I know. I should have known that. I'm, I'm, I, well, frankly, I was was surprised that you didn't know it. I knew it. So, yes, you did. And in fact, you were just being polite and not laughing when I misidentified. I think it's important to be quiet along the birding trail, which brings up another story, perhaps. Yes, go ahead. Well, we were, we were at this one intersection of the boardwalk, and we were uh, looking at some bird. And um, these two women were standing behind us complaining that uh, people, birders generally lacked bird etiquette and uh, complaining about like Facebook uh, sites or whatever you call them and, and, uh, and birding groups where everyone's arrogant and, uh, and impolite. And yet these women were yelling this in the middle of this birder's paradise. And the woman standing next to us pointed it out to us. She noticed too that, that the uh, women were being... Um, a tad hypocritical. Yes, yes. And I have to say it was interesting, the attitude of the people today, because again, this is a birder's paradise. And even with, I'd say about a tenth of the birds that we saw last year, wouldn't you? In toto? Yeah, just number of birds. Last I'd say it's about a tenth. Because last year they were just, uh, trees were dripping with birds. They were, they were practically landing on your shoulder. No, they were. They, they were, really were. They were buzzing you. Uh-huh. And this year was... There was still, a green warbler. I could have reached out and I could have touched it. That's right. Last year. Yeah, but sh- would there be something called a green warbler? You could have touched it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But uh, so here we were in a birding paradise and there were a number of people who were just complainers. Now, I'm a negative person. How about you? Oh, hard to be more negative than I am. And yet, and yet, I was offended by the sourness of these people. Mm-hmm. Let me give we're you... We're not really sour. We're just negative. That's right. Let me give you an example. When we were leaving, we stopped because there was a um, flash mob. I started it, by the way. Oh, you started that flash mob? Oh, that was another flash mob. Oh, well, let's talk about the um, flash mob you started. I was walking along, and I looked in, and I saw this gigantic thing uh, hanging on a, on a thing. And at first I thought it was a butterfly, but then I said to myself, no, that's a moth. So I, I called you back. You had gone ahead. You had missed it completely. And, and you, you said, well, that's a moth. You said you thought it was a cecropia moth. And I said, oh, I've never seen that before. And then as soon as people started to hear that, it was literally like a flash mob. This, these hordes of people came 
and to take pictures of the cecropia moth, which was incredibly gorgeous, very unusual. And, uh, and so we just wandered on, leaving this, this group of people where there had been just me before. That's right. That's right. So that was kind of a jolly scene. But there was, when we were uh, leaving, there was an orange crowned warbler. And I couldn't see it in the Allegedly. trees. Allegedly. Right. I couldn't see it in the trees. So I asked a couple of people about it. And the first guy I asked, he said, um, well, I don't know. If, if I see it, it's just going to be some blurry blob anyway. Because it's not a very distinctive-looking warbler. It's, it's not very colorful. That's so unfair. Well, and then I asked him again. I said, well, did you see it? And he said, well, I didn't even bother. It's just going to be this blurry blob. It reminds me of other people who, they, who say, oh, it's just a yellow rumped. Or it's just a prothonatory. Right. And they go, uh, and they walk on. Right. These birds are special. They are special. Every bird is Every special. Every bird is special. Just because it might not be as flashy and as colorful doesn't mean it doesn't have value. And so then after this guy was gone, there was another guy next to me, and I still wanted to see the orange crown warbler, and I said to this guy, did you see the warbler? And he said, I don't know, I can't see anything with all these people in front of me. Mm. So there was a lot of that today. There was a lot of that. There was... A couple of guys walking along talking about how they should be goose-stepping along the boardwalk. That's actually used that, didn't Yeah, you? the word goose-stepping at least four times. And I stayed away from them. I'm not getting involved in that kind of northern Ohio political stuff. And, well, and there was another guy talking about, well, the general public this and the general public that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I was a little disheartened. And I consider myself a member of the general public. I consider you the general public. <laughs> uh-huh. So, well, that's... So, I don't know. Well, believe it or not... I sound probably more negative than the experience really was for me, because I got a lot of a lot of kicks and giggles out of it. I did, too. It was fun seeing the birds. Uh-huh. I even sat and took pictures of a gray catbird, because that's the kind of guy I am. Yeah, and Bob did get some excellent pictures, so you might want to look for that sometime whenever he gets them on wherever he puts them. Nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah, okay. come, come and look in my camera. I'll push the button. No, I'll put some of them on Facebook. Believe it or not, we're almost out of time. So we Should we speed it up? No, we're, we we're almost out of time. What oh. we're going to do tomorrow, oh. tomorrow, we're going to take you. We, we probably have a few more points we can do tomorrow by way of introduction, but we are going to take you to McGee Marsh with you, with us. With you. With me? With you. We are going to take you to McGee Marsh with us. You are there. Whoa, that is going to be good. That's going to be a good show. Yeah. I wish I could just listen to it and I didn't have to do it. (laughs) Well, if you do it right, you won't have to do it. That's right. So we're going to say uh, thanks to our producer, Mark Winter. He's a heck of a producer. He is a heck of a producer. He's sitting right here in the room with us, kind of waving his arms and telling us that we're running out of time and rocking in the chair. He's in the other desk chair. Hi, Mark. Hi, Bob. His voice has been a little high lately, hasn't it? Well, you know, well, never mind. So, thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Uh, please visit my website, bobtart.com, to uh, find out about Kitty Corner. <laughs> That's really going to get him there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can email me at bob at petliferadio.com. And uh, please tune in to the next installment of What Were You Thinking? for more about our fabulous McGee Marsh trip. So, until then... I'm Bob Tart, and you are book character Bill Holm, and uh, we're signing off. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thinking about buying a monkey? 
How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.